If you see Paul W. Smith on I-94 this morning, please move to the right. He may be running a few minutes late. It's the pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the pre-W. Smith Show. Got an interesting story to cover. Actually, a story, guys, we've covered before. We all know kind of the interest at least, but more than that, in some cases, the raging interest in moving from meat-based products to plant-based products as a source of protein. And for lots of reasons, that's a good thing, both for us, for our health as individuals, but also expanding beyond that globally. And we've got someone who knows a lot about this, and we've had her on before talking about this very subject. Chloe Sorvino, you're a journalist. You cover this subject, among others, but you've written a book called Raw Deal. Tell us about it. Thanks so much for having me on, Jeff. It's great to have you back. Yeah. Raw Deal, Hidden Corruption, Corporate Greed, and the Fight for the Future of Meat is all about how the meat industry has been continuing to control massive amounts of profits and power. And these startup challengers have been trying to take a bite out of big meat. But, you know, there's been billions and billions of dollars in funding flowing in even just in the past few years. A lot of investor pressures, a lot of big expectations. And just even in the past year, you've seen a lot of the market really go bust. First, let me ask this question. Who's getting the raw deal? Everyone. Everyone. I think there's a raw deal on every level. Workers, farmers, even retailers, even the buyers, even, you know, workers, truckers. Um, and certainly it, the livestock. That in the case of, you know, going with a meat-based diet, certainly they have a raw deal. And then some. Absolutely. But, you know, I think the alternative proteins that are currently on the market are a raw deal as well. They're super ultra processed, not very good for you. And they're certainly not very good for the environment either. A lot of it is super commodified, highly processed and chemically farmed inputs like soy and pea protein and others. But they're all really kind of keeping the same structures of industrialized farming at play. Yeah. And when you say in your book that, you know, you, the subtitle Hidden Corruption, Corporate Greed, and the Fight for the Future of Meat, the fight for the future of meat, and it's also the fight for the future by those who want to find the right or a series of right replacements for meat-based product, right? Absolutely. There's folks in every corner of the world right now trying to figure out what proteins we'll be eating in the future. There are the techno-optimists all in for cultivated or lab-grown meat. There are the whole protein folks who are hoping for bean burgers to make a comeback. There are the venture-backed investors who have been putting billions of dollars into the impossible and beyonds and copycats of the world. And a lot of others, obviously, in between who are still hoping that confined CAFO feedlot meat is a part of the mainstay, as well as, you know, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free operations, and a lot else that has been in this crazy spectrum. Yeah, and I would imagine that a big issue here in creating positive change of any kind, but as it relates to this sector, is one of the big impediments is that, you know, there's big business going on here. This means big business. And those who want to see change are interfering with the status quo a lot of people are benefiting by that status quo being held intact. And so, you know, you're kind of bucking lots of industry players, lots of individuals who have a lot to be gained or lost in this equation, and they're not going to let it go without a fight. And so lots of these small players, even though many have been well-financed, still are at a big disadvantage against these major, well-entrenched legacy players that, you know, are holding on to things the way they think it ought to be. 
Absolutely. You know, there's far more short sellers focusing on Beyond Meat than there is in a Tyson. And Tyson's business model is in some ways just as unsustainable or just as not looking in that long-term future. But the meat industry has had decades of this power consolidation, which has helped them you know, on every level, local, state, federal, have lobbyists and different trade organizations that have eaten away at different regulations and have helped uh, smaller producers get pushed out of the industry, all in the hopes that, you know, they're able to continue what they're doing. And that's the status quo. And it's not just these corporate interests, it's the banks, the debt financiers that are underpinning JBS and Tyson. It's a lot of structures that have to fundamentally change. You know, farmer loans are another really great example. There's been discrimination, especially among minority farmers, for years. And it's been called the lender of last resort for a long time. And there's decades of manipulation and discrimination and other problems that the structures need to address. Yeah. If you could have that proverbial magic wand in your hand and wave it to make things better, Paint that picture for us. What are some some of the things you'd love to see get done in order to open this up for positive change? No more feedlots, especially ones that are polluting waterways and causing soil devastation and erosion. There's tried to be a moratorium on these from different public health organizations and bodies over the years, but there continues to be an increase and growth of these feedlots, and there also continues to be more consolidation. There needs to be far more antitrust scrutiny put on the meat industry. There was a JBS acquisition even just this week, and these continued drivers of consolidation are continue to put pressures on the producers and also really shape what consumers are ending up with. And often it's meat from livestock made with antibiotics that are causing other public health threats through antibiotic resistance and that growing threat, along with, of course, lots of other environmental desecration. Let's hope for lots of reasons, for lots of reasons that we do, in fact, see positive change, that your wave of that magic wand was effective, and that educating the public through information like we've been able to bring you on the show, but also, for example, through your book, Chloe Servino, Raw Deal. People really learn about how raw this deal is, and certainly when you take a long-term perspective, even more so. And we hope things uh, actually get accomplished to address the circumstance and make it better for everyone. Thanks for enlightening us, Chloe. Appreciate you being on. Thanks so much for having me. Anyone can take an active role in their food system. And people should indeed do that again. Thank you, Chloe. Appreciate it. Running out to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 